Welcome to the podcast. Pilates for PTs, from business to clinical. Hi, y'all. My name is Stephen Dunn. I co-own Core Therapy and Pilates in Austin, Texas, and I'm the founder of Pilates for PTs. I've been a physical therapist for over 20 years, and I've been teaching Pilates and Gyrotonic in my physical therapy practice for the last 15 years. In this podcast, I interview experts from all over the world so that you can learn more on how to grow your business or how to improve your clinical skills as a Pilates instructor in the physical therapy world. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Stephen Dunn. Uh, the podcast is Pilates for PTs, and we talk about anything from business to clinical here. And today, I've brought in a very special guest, and this is me and Cheryl's very, very first Pilates instructor. And when I say that, I showed up to meet Barbara on the very first day with zero Pilates experience, but I knew I wanted to get certified and I knew I wanted to expose it to my patients, but I had no idea what I was in for. And so with that said, Barbara is my first certifying instructor, took me from a newbie to knowing nothing about Pilates to a point to where I could start exposing it, incorporating it with every single one of my patients that I've seen since 2002 to now 2019. So with that said, welcome, Barbara, and thanks for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. Now, Barbara, say your last name. is Wintrobe, right? Wintrobe, correct. I just want to make sure. I'm, all, I'm not always good with saying names, so I wanted to get you to say it. Now, let me ask you, what got you interest, interested and involved in Pilates in the first place back when you did, I think it's been some time now, Oh, long time, long time. Actually, back in the early 80s, um, one of my high school students opened a Pilates studio, the first in Brentwood, California, on San Vicente. Uh -huh. And in 1981, I took Pilates back then when there was no teacher training when it was word of mouth on how to teach. And I saw that this was something incredible. Yeah. It, was, it was an amazing thing. And I wanted to learn how to do it. So I moved back to Kansas City, Missouri. And I tried to open the first Pilates studio in 1981 in Kansas City. So I had to have someone in California build the equipment and ship it to me. Nobody had any idea what Pilates was. I was 10 or 15 years way ahead of my time. And unfortunately... I never got the studio because it was too new. Yeah. And I moved back to California and Pilates by that time, like 82, 83, went underground again. And there were very limited studios around. So everybody was doing Jane Fonda and we were jumping all over the place and only the dancers and a small community of people were doing Pilates until I started doing it again. And that's a whole other story. 
<laughs> the resurgence. Um, I remember being in a fast food restaurant and I ran into uh, a personal trainer friend of mine years later. Um, and I said, you know, I'm thinking about getting back into the fitness business. Uh, what do you think? What, what should I do? Um, and she said, remember that thing we used to do long time ago, years ago called Pilates. And I said, yes. And she said, that's going to be the wave of the future. You go out and get yourself, uh, a, a teacher training program and learn how to teach Pilates and you'll be set in fitness. That was, well, 1996. Okay. So we went from 81 to 96 and that's when I found my own teacher trainer and got certified so it happened in 1996 and you got trained in uh, California when you did your I got trained um, there were only two studios that did training one was Marie Jose yeah. which was Long Beach dance conditioning and the other was PAPT okay. in uh, West Hollywood and they were not well-liked mm -hmm. as a studio and as a teacher training facility. And Marie-José was almost world-renowned at that time. So it was a no-brainer. I was going to take from her. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because my time in California – those early days when Cheryl and I were first going through, most of the people that we met were trained by Marie Jose. Yeah, she was the only person to take from. She yeah. was it. So, and, and it's interesting because I never actually took a class with her until many years later at one of the, I don't remember if it was it had become the PMA conference yet or if it was still the Mind Body Spirit conference. Everywhere. She was everywhere. <laughs> One of those conferences that I, I finally I took a course with her three or four years, five years after I went through uh, your training with you that, that year. So, all right. So, so you ended up with Marie Jose. Um, once you went through her training program, were you, did you have kind of your own studio? Were you working out of other people's studio? Kind of what were you doing from, from a business standpoint at, at that point in time? Um, well, the interesting thing was, because I have a college degree in kinesiology, which helped and all that. Um, after several weeks of taking from her, maybe a month or so, I went out and got a job, which they let you do back then. And I started teaching um, with this woman in uh, North Hollywood. Okay. And so I was already working. I immediately bought a piece of equipment and put it in my dining room so I could start working at my house. And then uh, as I continued on with my education, I went ahead and got hired at another couple studio. So I was working all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, 
everybody wanted to try it and see what that new thing called Pilates was. And so I had business right off the bat. So I continued working straight through school. Got it. Got it. And then once we'll fast forward a little bit, when you and I met, it was 2002 and I had just been, I was looking for work in Lake Tahoe and someone had like asked me if I knew what Pilates was and I didn't know what it was. And he pretty much hung up on me. And that's what led me to, to working at finding the job uh, on San Vicente. Um, and when I found that job on San Vicente, they were like PT Pilates experience a plus. They weren't like, you know, so adamant that I had to be trained already. Well, come to find out the guy that hung up on me, he was looking for someone to come in and buy his business out because he was selling his business and going to PhD school. Well, at the place I ended up working, as soon as I showed up to work for them the first day, I was like, this is really cool. I really like it. And I was only observing. So I hadn't really taken anything. I was just watching. But within, I would say that first week, they said, you know, you should really think about getting certified. And I didn't even know what that meant. And I was like, well, how do I get certified? And they gave me your name. And that's how I ended up with your name. Um, because you were on, I think, around 18th in Wilshire at the time. Um, right. With the physical therapist in that little uh, in the uh, back room of the physical therapy office. And I was like right around the corner working three days a week and then training with you two days a week. So everything I learned from you on a Sunday, I was applying it on Monday. Everything I was learning from you on Wednesday night, I was applying it on Thursday <laughs> or the next day at work. So it was really, um, you know, that experience for me, I had no idea. I just jumped in and then they're like, go sign up with Barbara. And, and it worked. And I was like, Hey, can I bring Cheryl along? Can she do it too? And you're like, yeah, of course. And, uh, and it really was just one of those things where when we showed up to work with you the first day, I'd seen it for a little bit, a week, two weeks, maybe three weeks by then. But I really had no idea what I was getting into or what I was uh, what I was signing up for. Um, but what I always tell people is that you you kind of looked at me that first day and you ripped my posture apart. Yeah. Not, not in a bad way. You just you were just here, right? and, uh, and I'm going, dang. Here I am. You know the ego that comes with being a PT. They teach us to have an ego. And I'm getting ripped apart by this tiny little lady who's teaching Pilates. And I really don't even know what the hell Pilates is. <laughs> but I, and, and you may or may not remember this, but you took a picture of me. And this was back when we had cell phone. I mean, before cell phone cameras. And so it was like you plugged it into the computer to show me the picture. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, my posture is absolutely terrible. And it was the thing that made me buy in and trust you was – how well you were able to screen my posture in the matter of a minute and tell me how, how terrible my posture was, which I learned in PT school, but I'd kind of forgotten about it already, you know, and my posture had not gotten any better from (laughs) gotten worse. So that was kind of the thing that like got me so excited about working with you is that you were like, your posture is terrible, but I'm going to help you change it. I'm going to help you improve it. And even though we were signed up to learn how to become teachers, you were basically just teaching us how to find it in our own body. And if we found it in our own body, it became very much easier to teach. You were giving us the skills to teach. I'm not saying that, but you were, I felt like it was more of a focus on me finding it in my body. And once I found it in my body, 
it became very easy to share that with, with others. So that was kind of my first memory. What, what is your first memory of Cheryl and I showing up at your place? I believe it was January of 2002 was roughly around when this happened. Wow. What's, what's your first memory of us showing up that day? Well, let's see. First of all, I was very excited to have a physical therapist to work with because when I started my school, I had a school for Pilates teachers and I had a separate school for physical therapists because I always believed in Pilates as a physical therapy modality. So here I had Cheryl who wanted Pilates and Stephen who wanted physical therapy. So it was very exciting because I had both sides of the coin and I was just thrilled. And then I still have my first Pilates book with Cheryl all over the cover because I was able to work with her taking pictures for the cover of my Pilates book. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, and I still have it. It's great. I love to take a look at it. It brings back wonderful memories. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So many, many years later, there's there uh, there's a memory of, of us with what you were with that that book and whatnot. So yes, <laughs> that's awesome. And and at that point, we went through your training, and I believe we started in January, and I believe we ended in around August or or, or September. And Cheryl was able to leave her job, her corporate job, within just a few months and, and start working with me. And I was able to go, you know, I continued to, um, I worked at that Pilates studio right around the corner from you the entire time I went through the training. But as soon as I was done with the training, I was like, I'm not driving from North Hollywood to Santa Monica anymore to do this. And I bought your you're a reformer. It was the JC 5600 or something like oh, that. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. The original convertible <laughs> reformer. So I bought that from you. And it was the, you know, reformer with a half a trap table with the, the bars, on, little half a bars on the top. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, I went to the place, the, um, the people I worked for in Burbank. And I said, hey, I have a reformer. I have the machine. I have the knowledge to use it. I have my wife to help whenever I'm not teaching so we can actually create a wellness program, not just a PT program. I'd like to put it in a break room and I'd like to start building a Pilates program for your business. And it was a business that I'd already been working for, for like I'd already been doing contract work with them for like two years. So they trusted me already. And I was like, look, I'm done driving all over and going to this clinic and that clinic. Let me just build something for for you. Let me, let me utilize what I've now learned and build something from scratch. And they were, you know, my boss was an entrepreneur. He's like, yeah, let's see what you can do with this space. So a break room that was, you know, about the size of a, a little bit bigger than a treatment, normal size treatment room. They were making $0 off of it. They were just spending money on it because it was rent. We took that reformer that we bought from you, brought it in there. Cheryl was able to quit working within a few months of her corporate job. And I built up, you know, a full schedule and she built up people, you know, seeing people after hours and during lunch when I wasn't there. And within a year's time, we realized that 
we needed to go do it on our own and we, <laughs> we no wanted to do it for somebody else. Even though he was, we were getting paid and we were getting paid a good profit sharing situation. It was a very, it was a good setup for us. But in that process, I was like, all right, we now know we can do it. And that's when we decided to move and make our way back to Texas to where we could set up shop in a place that we could afford home and afford to set up shop because we really just couldn't afford to do it in California at the time. Right. And so you were just a huge part of, of that whole process and everything that we've built here, uh, again, 14 years, 14 and a half years we've been open now has based, has been based on what we learned from you and what I was learning at the Pilates studio there as far as clinical. Um, and what we came here and created was something very different and unique for Austin, even though it was what pretty much what I was, had been working at in California. And there were multiple places like that in California. That was not the only one. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to really come here and develop really niche down and develop a side of physical therapy, a side of fitness. There was already a Pilates instructor here who had a, a busy studio, a lady named Wendy uh, Arbuckle LeBlanc. And maybe it's Wendy LeBlanc Arbuncle. I'm not sure the order there, but she's a um, she had a studio here, but it was very classical based, very mm-hmm. different than the training that we learned through the contemporary style that Cheryl continued to study with uh, when we moved to Sonoma, and she got to work with Madeline for Madeline. Oh yes, for a year. So when when Cheryl came here, she worked for Wendy for a little while. But Cheryl kind of stuck out like a sore thumb because her style of Pilates was so different than Wendy's style. And Wendy had taught everyone that worked for her. So everyone at Wendy's studio was kind of like a, a little Wendy. And they were, all great. <laughs> they were all great. But it was very – Cheryl came in with a very different um, way of teaching. And we realized real quick we needed to do it on our own. You know, when we got here, are we going to open a business? Are we going to work for other people? And we just said, you know, let's go for it. And – we were here six months, opened our own place, and it's just been quite a journey. But a lot of it was based on what you taught us. Um, in our, I always tell people this, and it kind of blows their mind. You spent a, a whole day with us or a whole session with us teaching us a little bit about gyrotonic in our Pilates training. Yes. That led to Cheryl. Now Cheryl's a, a master trainer in the gyrotonic community. Um, when she worked in that with Madeline, she was able to get certified in gyrotonic. And then, so when we came here, we were the new kids on the block teaching Pilates rehabilitative, but we were also introducing the community to gyrotonic that they, no one had seen or heard of. And so really that exposure to, in your course has really been a big, huge part of everything that we built. And so I want to thank you for that. And and I really, you're welcome. we wouldn't be doing what we do. And, and I'm not sure I'd still be in the PT field if it weren't for Pilates. And I'm still a manual therapist and I love using my hands, but it's the combination of what I do with my hands with Pilates that I found has really been the, the thing that's been the most beneficial for my practice, which really means for my clients, for helping my clients. And that's really what this is all about is helping clients. And so with that said, what brought you to what, what brought you out of California to Palm Springs? Well, um, I had had enough of the traffic. <laughs> and I decided that I wanted not to own a studio. Yeah. 
And after owning a studio, where do you go in L.A. and who do you work for? And being an older Pilates instructor when they were hiring mostly younger people with a lot less training. So I decided to try a different location. And I had been trying to move to Palm Desert for many, many years. And the timing was right. All the ducks were in a row. And I said, you know, I'm going to give it a try. I came down in August when it was 122 degrees. And I applied for jobs all over the city. And I got all of them because the demographic here is older and there's not a lot of older Pilates instructors here, especially with my background, who are older, who train older people with issues, which is my specialty, with all the years that I have under my belt and a college education in anatomy and physiology and all that kind of thing. So I had all these jobs. I might as well go for it. And I ran to five different studios a week. I was all over the map for the first couple of years. And then I started tapering because I just really couldn't do that. You know what driving here and driving there and eating lunch in your car is like and you know, you can only do it for so long. Yeah. So now do you work at one or two places have settled into? I actually do private lessons at a very small studio. And it's, I only have three clients there. And all of them have injuries. All of them are older. And it's one-on-one. And then I work at a club Pilates which is a much healthier group of people. And I work 12 in a class. Yeah. And I really need to stay on top of my game and focus for several hours when you're running 12 people at one time. So you have to really consider what you're teaching, the spring set you're teaching it on, and I watch every single person like a hawk. So, you know, I'm running back and forth, and they're not used to having people say, keep your rib cage down, you know, straighten your hands, don't go from the wrists, no carpal tunnel kind of movements, you know, all that kind of thing. Because I still take my meticulous teaching style to uh, that kind of a group class. That's interesting because most of the, the club Pilates uh, people or people that have t- worked at club Pilates that I've talked to, whether it's clients who've taken there or instructors who have worked there, um, it's a very different pace and, and speed. Um, so that, that would not have been the place that I would expect you to be teaching. Um, but at the same time, based on the demographics of where you're living, the people that are showing up and taking that, that actually seems like that would be a good fit. And they, those people, the older population, the geriatric population, they don't need a 25-year-old who's right out of their first teacher training program 
you know, taking people through a very advanced workout just because that's the most recent thing they remember in their training, right? <laughs> so that's for sure. That, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. And I hadn't thought about it that way. I've always thought about it as like, wow, Club Pilates with that many people would be a very, I've always thought how of a challenge that would be to teach that many people. Uh, we have a, we teach like four people in our class. It's based on our size of, of equipment, really the amount of room we have. Um, and me running around teaching four people in a class, I'm like sweating after. So I, <laughs> I didn't teaching 12. Yeah, that's crazy. Now do you do multiple like classes in a row or is that something that you do? Um, but with some spacing in between, how does that work for you? Um, they've got me on certain days teaching three hours in a row. And at this age, <laughs> teaching three hours in a row, 12 people in a class. So I might teach a level one, and then I might teach a level 1.5, which could be younger, stronger people. I might be teaching a 2.0 class, or I could be teaching a jump board class as the third one. But... If you've been trained properly, and if you are really tuned in to your audience, you're thinking about what is going to make them stronger correctly, not what is going to just knock their socks off. So a lot of the teachers try to do all these ta-da moves, ta-da, one arm, ta-da, one leg, but that's not giving them the basics to becoming more proficient in Pilates. You have to earn your right to take the next level. You don't get to take the next level. You have to earn it. And I make my people earn it. So I slow them down. They're not used to doing it slowly. And I'm very conservative. And they're really working hard. They're suffering doing small range of motion movements. But it all leads them to getting stronger without getting hurt. I love it. I love it. They got to earn it. That's a great philosophy. And yeah. Starting from the basics and, and, and who cares if you can fake it and do the advanced work by faking it, you gotta, you gotta earn your way through, through the process. I love that. Now, let me ask you a question because I know you've worked with physical therapists in the past and you've trained them and been a part of getting them into this journey. One of the biggest questions that I get as a physical therapist who's trying to teach other physical therapists how to incorporate Pilates into their business is how do I get certified? So what would be your, and, and I have an answer for that that I give them, but what would be your answer for a physical therapist on the best route? And I know it depends on where they're located and many things, but just kind of go through your answer of a, of a physical therapist who would reach out to you and say, hey, I'm new to the Pilates world. What do I do to get certified? What would be your answer for that? That's a very good question. There are so many teacher training programs around. Yeah. When I structured my school, I structured a separate school for physical therapists. So 
you didn't have to do some of the work that the other ones did in learning because you already have the knowledge that you brought to me. I don't know where to tell you to go. Um, Balanced Body has a program. And I'm not sure physical therapists would appreciate the program if it's so basic, if you already have all the training that you bring to their program. I would say in each area, if a physical therapist is interested, look up teacher training programs. And if they don't, refer to physical therapists, call them personally and say, I have a, I'm a doctor of physical therapy because a lot of them graduated with the PhD. And and if you were an older PT where you didn't have to go get your doctorate, you've got a master's degree. How do you teach me differently then you teach the general population who's coming to you without as much education. You have to shop around. Um, there are, you know, uh, what, what is it out of um, Florida? Uh, Polestar? Yeah. Uh, what's, um, what's his name? Brent? Yeah, Brent Anderson. Brent, now I haven't heard a whole lot about him doing a lot of training, but he had a physical therapy certification. I don't know if he's still doing it or not. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Bassey has a, um, a physical therapy you know, those, those teachers who were married to the classical Romana-based program, that is not based on physical therapy, and it's contraindicated for anybody with issues. Yeah. Like it or not, it is. Yeah. All the flexion and the osteoporosis. And oh, my gosh. Yeah, and the dislocation of the shoulder girdle in doing the classical arm work where you internally rotate the humeral heads into the weakest part of the shoulder. If you're older and don't have any sort of flexibility, that is the worst position for you to be in. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And and that's something, you know, that you bring up some good points because – you know, there's a lot of people that have had tremendous improvements from Pilates, whether it's your back pain or whatever. But there's also a lot of people that have been injured in Pilates. Because yes. Of rotator cuff injuries or whatever because of what you just said to where they're doing more advanced work than they really should be doing. Um, and is it a question of is it the instructor who's teaching the client at a level that they higher level than they should be taught at? Or is it the the client who's taken a level of class that they shouldn't be, that they hadn't earned to be in yet. Right. Some things to think about. Um, but I, I get people to come in here and they're like, well, my doctor told me to never do Pilates because of this, this, and this. And I'm like, well, I understand what he's saying, but I can teach you <clears throat> to do Pilates that will, that will respect that, that, and that so that you know what you can and can't do so that if you do go to a place 
that's not we're here, I'm going to instruct you in a way that you know how to protect yourself, even if your instructor that's working with you doesn't. And that's one of the things that we really enforce and encourage our clients to, to know it in a way that if they go elsewhere, if they're traveling, if they go to the gym and work, do a mat class at the gym, that they know that 75% of that class, if they're osteoporotic, they shouldn't be doing, you know, and right. so, therefore it's a situation where it's like, maybe that's not the best class for you. But if you're adamant of doing that because it's free and you're paying for it with your membership, then this is what you can't do in that class. And this is where, and so then we'll spend a whole hour doing a session of a modified session. When they ask you to do this, you do that. When they tell you to do that, you do that. And, and that's something that if we can empower people to take that information, because no one else is really spending much time talking about that, those contraindications. Um, and that's really kind of the, the, the point of why I asked you that about the, the certifications, because PTs understand the contraindications, but they don't understand the Pilates repertoire enough to see how they merge together. And then once you learn the repertoire and know the contraindications, then you start putting a picture together of what you shouldn't and shouldn't be doing what you can and, and shouldn't be doing. Let me say it that way. Exactly. So I like that you had this, this program for physical therapists. Um, and I kind of feel like many of the therapists that I talk to now, that's the like thing that holds them back is the training and the PMA that takes 480 hours or 50 hours or seven, whatever, 500 hours. Um, they're like, I've already spent a lot of money to get my DPT. I don't really need to do that. So I've always wondered, and, and, and I don't know the answer, is how how do PTs learn a little bit about Pilates maybe in school as an elective? Um, I know in Miami, right next to where Polestar is, that was an option at one point. I don't know if it still is. They could go through PT school and get an elective as a Pilates trainer, get a certified in Pilates through that process because Polestar would provide that information for them. Again, I don't know if that's still going on or not. But my big question is, is how can PTs get certified without doing 500 hours, but yet still learn the work. But they really need to do 500 hours to learn the work. I, I don't really think they need to do that much work. But I don't know that answer, and there's not really anything right now that's catered to PTs unless they're already certified. It's like if you're already certified, you can take this, this rehab course with Polestar. You can take this rehab course with whoever, but you kind of already have to be in the game to get to that. And so – I would love to figure out a way for PTs to get continuing education credit for getting certified because they're spending a lot of time and effort and not getting any CEUs that they got to pay money for every year anyway. And so that's something I'm going to have to pick your brain uh, on the side now that we've had this conversation. I, I know we're about out of time, but that, that'll be something I want to talk more to you about because that would be if I could figure out a way that PTs could get trained competent enough to go through and start working with their clients but not have the burden of trying to do a 500 hour program that's the big holding that's the big hindering block for physical therapists in my opinion what are your thoughts did, on that? did you know that i used to go to cal state northridge to the pt school there and i used to give a two-hour pilates demonstration to the pts so I worked with Cal State Northridge. They brought me in. They brought all the students in to take a workshop from me. And I gave them 
a rundown of what I do and how I do it and how it's important to their uh, learning to learn some of the Pilates things. They were, so many of them didn't themselves have scapular stabilization. If you mob someone and you don't have scapular stabilization, you're not going to last if you don't have back strength in order to manipulate the clients that you work with. None of them had abdominal strength. Yeah. Here again, yeah. your chance of injury is exponentially higher unless you have the strength and endurance to physically work with these people and so it put a bug in their ear about, gee, I'm not really that strong. And it seems like Pilates could really work out. So unfortunately, the, all the PT schools should have Pilates incorporated into a program throughout the United States because it's a no-brainer. It's just an absolute no-brainer. And it fits so hand in hand. Yeah, Cheryl and I have been able to go teach a couple times at the local school here and the school in San Marcos about 30 minutes away. But we went, I guess we went three times to the local school and just once to the other one. And we would go and then they would invite us back. But then it was like, you know, finding time to step away from the schedule and be consistent with it. I, that's where I, I kind of fell off the wagon and I wasn't consistent with re-signing re, re up. And, and taking a you know a four hour block out of my schedule to not, and I wasn't getting paid to do it but I enjoyed doing it and it was one of those things where I got to a point where I needed to be at the clinic working instead of do, going out and doing free stuff. So you should run the PT school. Yeah. I, I'll, we will talk about this I and I will teach you how to open your own PT Pilates teacher training program. Love it. I love it. That's that's because that's the one thing that's again holding people back, and they they don't want to commit the time and effort because they've already committed so much time and effort to their training already, and and they need to learn the work. They just don't need to learn. They don't need to learn anatomy. They already know anatomy. Um, they need to learn a different perspective of how to incorporate it into their into their clinical skills. And so that's really something that I think is lacking out there. And I would love to talk more about that. Now, with all of this, uh, this has been fantastic. I love diving into this stuff. Um, I, I'm going to wrap it up now, but I want to uh, ask you a question. I want to ask if people are watching this podcast, listening to this podcast, seeing it on YouTube, wherever they're consuming this, if they want to reach out to you and get more information from you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Is it through email? Is it through Facebook? What, what's, what's the best contact? Probably the best either would be email or they can call me directly. I love talking about this. I would be willing to help anybody who is interested. I love it. And what's, what's your email address? It's B as in Barbara L Wintrobe at gmail.com. And, and that's W-I-N-T-R-O-U-B? Correct. All right. All right. And then what's the phone number? 310-913-3333. Oh, yeah. All those threes. That's All those threes. <laughs> well, Barbara, it's so great. I know it's been forever since we've had this conversation and, and so much, or since we've had a, a conversation and so much has happened uh, with, with us and our business and with you. And, and it's just really great to, to reconnect 
and, and, and just kind of pick your brain, hear more of your story. Cause it's just been a while and I can't remember things from uh, 17 years ago. Like I used to be able to. Oh yes. <laughs> so with that said, thank you so much for your time. Um, this will be going out to my podcast. Uh, I'll put it on my YouTube page as well. And I'll, okay. I'll be sure to get you some links to it once that happens. Great. But again, I really appreciate your time and you and I, I'll do, I'll reach out to you and we'll talk some more. I, I'd love it because I think there is a, that's the missing step or that's the missing thing is, is how do we get PTs interested um, without scaring them off because of the amount of hours and time that, that the PMA requires or that the, the training requires. So with that said, Barbara, again, thank you so much. And uh, I will be reaching out to you and to everyone who's listening today. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments or questions, put them below. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, leave us a review on our podcast and uh, we'll be coming back with more information real soon. Y'all have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, could you do us a favor and leave some love and write us a review? My name is Stephen Dunn. I help physical therapists incorporate Pilates into their physical therapy practice. If you would like more information on how you can incorporate Pilates into your physical therapy practice, then like my Facebook page, Pilates for PTs.